This is how we do our podcast. We use Anchor to host it, and it's free. Can you use it on your computer? I think you can. What about your phone? I'm pretty sure you can, too. they got all kinds of tools that you can use to do everything you need to do is edit your podcast, record it, everything. Where can you listen to it at? You know, Anchor distributes all your stuff. Really? You. Yeah. Like, we're on iHeartRadio, which I think is really cool. About Spotify and, and Apple. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. And everybody can go wherever they usually go to listen. Can you make money from it? Yep, you can. And you don't need to have a whole lot of listeners to do that. Huh. So um, you can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the shit show 2.0. Okay, boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who who are obviously mentally ill. You want to be my wife? Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick. What is going on? And welcome to Take on the World with Johnny and Mike D. Uh, Lexi is absenta. No, don't know where she is. She was supposed to be here. She is not. But the show must go on. And if you want to hear me blow my rape whistle every time Mike touches me inappropriately, you came to the right spot. <laughs> Don't blow it right in your microphone or to blow the speakers out. <laughs> so, um, we just got done doing some beer tastings with our new official Take on the World beer tasting glass. Absolutely. Uh, it was it was a, a moving thing what we just did. It was it was moving. It was yeah. moving. It was uh, fantastic. So, um, we are taping these for Halloween. So this is this is this will not be out until no wait October. Oh, I get the whole. It's so stupid. What the Oktoberfest beer? I'm telling you, bro. I'm retarded, man. I'm telling you, bro. Wait, hold on. Don't drink that. I'm not. You ever get the like the. I'm not the only one in the world when you twist off. Yes, you told me this before. With the mentality. Can you like, like, hey, I'm, I'm telling you, wipe it off with your shirt. I'm okay with it. All right. Suit yourself, you fag. <clears throat> this is Yingling Oktoberfest. It's a classic Marzen style beer, which is my absolute favorite style beer. And this iteration of this beer is. Did you taste it yet? Uh, yeah, I did a little sip. It's so caramel malty. I, I just, I love it. Mm. Was this the one where you yelled at the uh, brewer? There was no yelling. Was no yeah, yelling. by the way, you suck. There was none of that. I gave my opinion. So, technically, this is your beer? <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> so, uh, a couple shows ago, which, since these won't air till October, it was a few shows ago, um, we decided that we were going to each pick a um, Halloween, a, ho- a, horror, a horror villain, yeah, and do their backstory. Yeah, and you were very excited about this one, so we're gonna do yours first. Um, I am a horror nut. Like I, like I love movies, but horror. Movies I mean, you would just ask this guy. Are my jam. He, he's like a, a a wealth of knowledge. Like, oh well, he's like an encyclopedia. Well, I'll get this horror killer. Oh, and he did this and that and this and that and it. I don't know how the fuck you do it. I just like you already knew more about my topic than you let on. And then I came over here and I was like, 
man, I don't know how to put this in the topic or in the in a context. Context. I'm confused. Like I want to do it. Like <laughs> you know how I am. So <laughs> normally, and you're like, Mama, that's a part of my this number one, number two, and this comic books and. So normally, I research because I love researching. Like I love learning shit. So I research most of our topics. Uh, John, if he's excited about something, will research the shit out of something. But <laughs> I did it once, and you guys weren't happy. No, no, like, you you were not like the the. Dude, you shut me up like fucking fifteen times, dude. Well, I had to because it was a I was chew through. I was doing Mikey jump ahead. <laughs> and, and Johnny Jumperhead got mad at me. And you, you, you don't like the fact that I'm number one talker. What? That wasn't it. What? You know what bothered me? The fact that I didn't research it as much as you. That's, that's really that's straight up, dude. Well, I do this. That that uh, the episode we're referring to is. It was uh, the Zodiac. Killer. The Zodiac Killer. And I had like, <laughs> like I've been just in in. You were obsessed with Zodiac. into that yeah. for like years on you because it, it like honestly it interested me, and you know it's just through the years I've learned and shit and I all right there was like twelve fucking pages. I'm just used to being the person who researches obsessively, and you put me to shame, dude. And you, dude, I did, and then, I did nothing but nonstop talk, and then you hushed me. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna hush you. You, you, you fucking hushed me. <laughs> Uh, Lexi is actually pretty decent at researching, but she knows a lot of stuff, like off the top of her head, which is, she probably gets it from me. Well, yeah, that's exactly how you are. I am that with certain, certain <clears throat> things. Anyway. Well, I think, I think the, um, the Zodiac Killer one was the only one that I really, really went into depth about. Um, and we cut that into two parts, didn't we? We had to. Because it was so fucking We had long. There was so much stuff there. Like, I wrote, and I wrote, and I wrote. It was like my whole life study. So, um, so horror movies, villains, backstories. Because everybody in a movie's got a backstory. There is canon to every movie series. So, Johnny, you picked... I picked Hellraiser. And your backstory is on who? Hellraiser. Pinhead. Oh, I'm sorry, Pinhead. Yes. Okay, I so I forgot what the fuck I was here for. The funny thing that I found about now again, I'm a movie buff. I love horror movies. When I did the research on this, the funny thing I found about it is something I didn't even realize until I thought about it. Pinhead was just an underlying thing in the first movie. He was not the main... He wasn't in the forefront. He was in the background. In the forefront of that movie was... Um, what was his name? The guy who opened the box. It was um, about him. It, it was, was, it was it about was, his uh, torture. Spencer... Yes. Elliot Spencer. Yeah. Well, I guess... No. Yeah, Elliot Spencer... Elliot no. Spencer's Pinhead. Oh, see, this is where I got messed up because, like, I did not watch, I tried to watch the first movie, and it got messed up, but I took a excerpt, literally, from, and here's my notes, <laughs> from the movie where Elliot Spencer gets the box, or no, I'm sorry, so that's Mr. Mr. Cotton. That's the second movie. 
Mr. Cotton. I don't know who the fuck Mr. Oh, Cotton is. Mr. Cotton is the... the is he the original? First movie, yeah. Okay, so... So this is how the movie opens. There's bartering back and forth. It's, like, dark. There's, like, a table. There's bartering back and forth. For the... It's... It's... It's, it's India. Ni- 1920 India. Um, and the guy says, What's your pleasure, Mr. Cotton? Mr. Cotton says, The box. So dirty fingernails exchange a wad of U.S. money to a guy drinking chai tea. The chai tea guy gives Mr. Cotton the box, which is the lament configuration. That's what the box is called. I know. I have that in my notes. And that's when all hell breaks loose. Okay, so... So you said that's the first movie? Yes. You were were doing the backstory on Pinhead. Let me, for the people who don't know the Hellraiser franchise... Go through some of Hellraiser canon. Go for it. Okay. So Hellraiser, the movie franchise, boasts 10 movies, a series of books, and two separate comic book series. Uh, The franchise was based on Clive Barker, who was one of my favorite writers. Uh, Short novel, uh, The Hellbound Heart. Uh, Clive Barker wrote and directed Hellraiser. The funny thing is, while he did write later on in his franchise, None of the movies that are out have his writing in it. He did not write or direct any other movie except for the first one. So the main story focuses on a puzzle box that opens a gateway to a hell-like realm of the Cenobites. Right. Okay. The Cenobites are an order of formerly human monsters who harvest human souls. You said monsters. Monsters. Why do you make fun of the way I say monsters? You said monsters. They're mon. You, you know, O and you guys have been busting my chops about how I say monsters. <laughs> Since we did the horror movie, I know. Like you he guys, said it again, though. He said monsters. I, I say it how I say it. <laughs> Let me get some monsters. Potato, potato, bro. Oh, that's funny. All right, let's uh, keep going. You know what? Eat, <laughs> eat a dirty foot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cenobites are an order of formerly human <laughs> monsters who harvest human souls and torture them. Correct. While Clive Barker wrote the original, he directed, he hasn't written or directed any sequels. Uh, although he did, in 2006, come on board to write a remake of the original. So, the remake of the original, I think, is set to be released next year. Really? At this point, yes. So that would be like number 11? Right, but he he and the director kind of like didn't see eye to eye on shit. And they basically parted ways and, and nothing happened from there. Uh, <clears throat> but Clive Barker signed away the story and the character rights before the first film. Not realizing the gold mine he was sitting on. Mm. Like, he, did not re- he didn't think this was going to be as big a thing it is. Pinhead is like pop culture, like for sure. Icon. Like, yeah, everybody knows whether sure. you follow horror movies or not, everybody knows Pinhead. Um, so the first movie was released in 1987, where you were um questioning that earlier. Yes, um, no, I could not find, I wanted to watch the original movie before I did my research so I can, you know, touch on that. 
And everything that came up kept saying that the movie was 1987. But I'm like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, and then I found the one that was like, wanted to buy it. It was the original copy, 1984. But it was like 15 bucks. I'm like, I'm not watching that. So everything you buy on like Hulu, or not Hulu, um, Tubi is what I have, which is an app you can get on your um your iPhone where you can watch old movies and shit. Um, was everything was 1987. So that was another thing. I'm like, I'm not paying 20 bucks to watch the original Hellraiser just to do a podcast. Well, I will tell you this: next time we go down to Robin B's, next time we're down there together, Rob will pull it out. We'll watch it. He'll probably have it. Yeah, I know he has it. So uh, the newest uh, iteration of this movie is set to be released 2022 on Hulu. It's that's what they said is going to be on Hulu. Uh, Pinhead was one of the only characters that was featured in every all ten of the movies. Was he the same guy? No, he was not. Um, there was also a crossover. There was a crossover. This this is cool. There was a crossover script that featured Pinhead and Michael Myers. Oh but, my god! The, so the script is written, but the, it was turned down by the studio. But with the advent of the Freddy versus Jason movie right. doing so well in the box office. Like, uh, hey, why not? Interest is sparked to, to revive that project, which I'd be excited to see just because it's something a little different, you know, because Hollywood fucking sucks. Yeah, it's a spark out. I got to pee. Early the... okay. I just keep going. I, I, I just won't be interrupted for the next two minutes. <laughs> uh, for all of the fame that Pinhead has garnered, Pinhead was not even named in the first film. Like, they, they didn't mention the name Pinhead in the first film at all. He plays more of a background role to the psychosexual drama in the foreground of the movie. Uh, Cenobites are a race of extra-dimensional creatures that are characterized by their extensive mutilation obsessed with sadomasochism and bloodthirsty ways. All the Cenobites are united in the interest of ritual torture and death but each of them, each of the, the Cenobite characters have their own predilections. Um, the, the way they torture people, what gets them off when they torture people, each one of them has their own thing. Uh, unfortunately, Johnny's missing this because he'd probably be rubbing himself right now. Oh, he's coming back! <laughs> I got something to say. I'm sure you to see. He couldn't even stay away from it. When I said predilections, he was like, yeah, I gotta rub myself! <laughs> You broke your microphone. Why not? So what I wrote here is, um, so I'm a I'm a retard, as you all know. Um, uh, you're you're talking about the Cenobites and um, their predilections. I think I think this might. Let, let me just go back here. Okay. And uh, I think this was the first movie. Now correct me if I'm wrong, folks. This I might will be the second one. I will, no doubt. <laughs> um, so Pinhead, the Hell Priest, leader of the Cenobites, quote. The box. You opened it. We came. And then the girl says, It's just a stupid box. Oh no. Who are you? Explorers in the further regions of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. <laughs> and uh, that's like kind of like your first like kiss of, you know, Pinhead. And uh, I find it funny, like you said, like he wasn't. Pinhead in the first 
It wasn't named as Pinhead you know, in the first movie. Just, like, yeah, like, well, I think the, like, the, first ep- the first movie was like, it's just a fucked up movie. Like, what the yeah. hell is this? It focused more on the pain and suffering of the guy who opened the box right. than it did on the characters inflicting the pain and suffering. Right. So, and that's what I was looking for, and I failed to find my information. I know I found that last time, and I was like, I couldn't find what I was looking for this time. So, uh, I guess, uh, let me just read what I have written here. It says, former humans that reside in an extra-dimensional realm. I said that. Who traveled to Earth through a puzzle box called the Lament Configuration. I didn't get there, Johnny. Jump ahead. With the aim of harvesting human souls. And you did get to this point. They're all about sadomasochism. So for me, I was like, what the hell is sadomasochism? I know what sadomasochism is. Kind of. I know it's sick. The pleasure. But. The pleasure of inflicted pain. I have it written down here. So. Uh, sadomasochism is a psychological tendency or sexual practice by both sadism and masochism. Sadism is a, to send, uh, a tendency to derive pleasure, especially sexual gratification from inflicting pain, suffering, or humiliation on others. And masochism is the same as sadism, but onto oneself. So instead of like doing all that suffering, embarrassment, Humiliation on you, I do it to myself. Okay. So this in itself is just fucking sick. For for you, for some people, it's normal. I guess so. With pins hanging in his fucking head. And I got excited there, and then and then like I was like, oh, I got a confused now. <laughs> so if you're Anyways, go ahead, Michael. if you're unlucky enough to open the puzzle box, they will the unlock the dimension. The limit configuration. I'm not there yet. Why are you holding back? This is how I do. All right, all right. Definitely. This is why. This. I'm sorry. This is why I invited you. <laughs> this is why I asked you. I need help. Uh, unlock the dimension, and we'll be subject to a number of punishments and tortures. We learned from the first two sequels, Hellbound and Hell on Earth. Penhead himself was drawn to the box while testing his limits for pain. The lament configuration. Thank you very much, John. The name for the puzzle box was created by Philip Le Marchand, an architect, a pervert, and a mass murderer. And he actually made the puzzle box while working for a toy company. So, that's the background of the movies and the franchise. Um, uh, I talked about comic books. There's some differing stuff with the comic books, as there always is. Uh, there's Epic Comic Books, which is a, a Marvel property. And there's Boom Comic Books, which I don't know. I don't know if they're connected to anybody else. I don't know if they're a Marvel property or not. Um, but there's those two different iterations of the comic book. So, now we're getting into Pinhead's backstory, which... Um, they really didn't touch on in the first movie at all. So, Pinhead is a Cenobite. Yes. So, what I have here, what I gather, is that all all these Cenobites, they were, took the human form at one point in time, and they lost all their memory, 
and human identity and then followed a transformation while opening this box and they're all sadomasochists like they they endured so much pain like the the battle of flanders or whatever horror you can or hell you can live as a as a human and then just change and like i want more pain does that make sense like yep i need more pain pain is joy and they open this box and boom so now what i had in my original research was elliot spencer who is pinhead um was a world war one soldier yes so but the reason it was hard to follow was because according to According to canon, he was not just Elliot Spencer. He was other people. He was reincarnated as Elliot, Elliot Spencer, according to the comic books. Okay. He was re- See, now I kept the comic book separate from the story. I didn't, because I, I, I can't, but, I can't even handle but they, the they, story. They all fold alone. over each other, because depending on what website you're looking at, they're looking at canon from the comic books, and then they're looking at canon from the movie. Well, then you're the one that fold all that shit together. Because I can't, like... So, we'll stay with Elliot Spencer, World War One Soldier, because that's where you went, right? Yeah, what I got was, um, you know, his service in World War One. when he was done, he was so hurt and fucked up, he wandered the earth indulging in a hedonistic lifestyle. And hedonistic, I don't want to sound redundant here, means engaged in the pursuit of pleasure. Uh, Look who's here! And... <laughs> Lexi, you gonna jump in and self indulgent? Let me put, so let me turn your mic on. So he's already got that like, um, Alejandra's here. Yeah. He's already got that like. I'm looking for pleasure. Can you stop for a second and acknowledge her? Oh my god, I did. I waved to her. Let her sit down. Let her get in. Okay. Right. Let her catch up. I was on a roll there, homie. I heard. I was like, Lexi, you look like you just ran through the rain. Um, it's because I was at the running concert today. You so lucky And you bastard. rushed back for this? Yeah. My God, that makes me feel good. Yeah. Did you swing a sword around? Of course. Uh, you I didn't, didn't. You didn't really rush back because you're an hour after you said you'd be here? Yeah, that was because my phone died. And everybody else was like, <clears throat> oh, I can't have time to leave yet. Yeah. No, don't go. Yeah. Pull your mic up so I can hear you. Yes. So, Snap too. Let me catch her up quick. We just did the whole background of the movie of Hellraiser. Hellraiser, yes. Now we are on Pinhead's backstory. I don't know how much you looked up or oh. if you counted on us to look up. Because <laughs> I see you don't have your computer or your notes for your topic. I have mine. Okay. Notes in here, John. <laughs> notes in here. See? I'm telling you it works uh, every time. There's several different iterations of his background. Mm-hmm. There's the comic iteration, iteration. Yes. And there's also the canon from the movies. Yes. And then let me stop you there. And there's Michael? two different comics. Go ahead, Nathan. Dead. Nathan. <laughs> Michael, Michael says he would not do my research. And turns out I come here with half-assed research. I tried like hell yesterday. And he has ten times better research than I, I do. I, I'm going to say this. And I don't step. I know you like doing it, bro. You I just, don't step up and defend you much, but I was getting confused while I was doing this research. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I told you. I didn't think of me. I'm like, 
I'm just saying. I'm like half retarded. I can't I'm, handle this. I'm with you, bro. I, I feel your pain. I did not. Well, my problem was there's not enough. There's enough information. I just don't know how to put it into context where it makes sense. So now I have a question for Lexi since you just got here at the perfect time. There's where's the cheese sticks? You didn't bring any food. Rudders. No hot dog. Nothing. No. So roll. Now I am very hungry, but I was like, nope. I I got a cup of ice at Sheets. While I was waiting for my phone to charge. <laughs> so I figured I would just wait. So with with the comics, there's Epic Comics, yes. which is a Marvel property. Right. And then there's Boom Comics. What are they? Boom? Uh, is that an independent? or? It must be. Or like a subcontract of somebody else? Well, that's, I, I don't know if it's a Marvel property or not. Because Boom Studio Comics had uh some sort of hellraiser comic okay it looks like they also did something with buffy that makes sense boom studios is an american comic book and graphic novel publisher there's another publisher okay independent maybe yeah okay or just a smaller but it looks like they do have some bigger properties they have some power rangers stuff they have uh wwe stuff so it looks like maybe they just do like, like certain do one-offs. Yeah. Okay. Like that. I I I'm, I'm going to jump back to the stuff that I highlighted here because that's comic stuff. Okay. And we're trying to keep them separate. But uh, I'm going to try okay. to follow along with your stuff with what I have here. I want to read this one thing, Dan, when you're done. You roll, roll on, bro. I well, think no, it's actually. I think, I think you should read that because the comic stuff or the other stuff. Well, the, go ahead and do the comic stuff because this right. harkens. Well, if you want me to do this, because this harkens back to the the pinhead himself, the movie, the movie section. Okay, so the, real quick, go ahead. I think Boom is owned by Disney. No way. Yeah, that's what I just read. Hellraiser's wow. Disney. Disney's Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Well, the comic it was probably published prior to Disney owning the company. Okay. Yeah, because Very this possibly. is this goes back to '93. The 93 comic series. And this series. is when they bought out. This happened when they bought out Fox. Yeah, that was they just acquired. like five years ago. Right. Yeah. So this was yeah. far before that. And this, I believe, is the um, uh, epic comic. Uh, Boom comic is below. In 93, the comic series goes to the heart of the question of what makes a pinhead a little bit differently than the movie canon. Uh, a mini series devoted to the monster's past. It claims that Pinhead was merely a reincarnation. What? Stop! <laughs> Stop, motherfucker! What the fuck? I didn't, I didn't even say anything. You make fun of the way I say monster. <laughs> rewind it. Rewind it, motherfucker. Monster. 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 He says monster. Monster. Like monsters. Like monster cheese. Yeah, like like yeah, the monsters. monsters. Yeah, like the like monsters. Like the monsters. Because they're monsters. You know? we, we've gone through this fucking a hundred times. Stop fucking making fun of me. <laughs> we had the same... <laughs> when we did the horror movie, we had the same... It was him and Katie busting my fucking chops. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't unhear it. I, I hear you say it. I'm like... I look at you. <laughs> you dick. Stop. Anyways, go go on. Okay. 
Pinhead was merely the latest reincarnation of an ancient deity. Pinhead is, in fact, the newest face of an Aztec god, Zype Totec. Yeah. Uh, he was an agricultural god associated with the regular rebirth of seasons. He was also <laughs> he was also ritually flayed himself to feed humanity. He could peel off his own skin entirely and reveal a golden body underneath. His followers believe that Totec invented the concept of war and desire desired human sacrifices, much the way Cenobites constantly need new humans to torture. According to Boom Comics Studio, uh, Pinhead can move in and out of his previous incarnations at will instead of traveling back in time. So he doesn't actually travel back in time. He just becomes one of his former incarnations. He recarmalizes himself. Yes, he recarmalizes. <laughs> oh, my God. Just like the caramel in his beer. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, I mean, I... I so there's two the comic books, let alone, have thrown a wrench. Like, I cannot... It would take me years to, like, decipher this and, yeah. like, write it down so it makes sense. But that's why, when when you research this, there's a lot of back and forth on the websites because yeah, some people I are just, taking canon from comic books and some people are taking canon from... Right. From I, I, went, I went strictly... Because I, I, right, I never read the movies, a, but if you look it up, they don't right. specifically say they're getting it from a comic book. Yeah, and I never knew there was a comic book. I just thought it was always like two movies. I knew there was like Hellraiser three. Yeah, I didn't know that went up to like twelve, ten, ten, ten movies. Possibly eleven this year. No, the tenth one will be the the next one. <clears throat> okay. Supposed to be released in twenty twenty two on Hulu. But okay, so I right, quick question. Quick answer. Like there, this is is this. Does this connect to any other movies in, like, current canon? Like, do they do any, like, crossovers? They wanted to. There was a crossover written. It was Pinhead and Michael Myers. Well, listen here. So I'm awesome. so glad you mentioned that. Hold on. Okay. So. But I just wanted to answer her question before you interrupt it, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, Clive Barker, who made the movie. Pinhead, Love Clive Barker. Uh, was not initially received well by producers. And that's why he sold the rights. Um, Did you know that? They thought... Yes. They thought Before Pan the first movie came out, he sold the rights. I'm interrupting him now. They thought Pinhead should be more like Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger. Because yeah. it was like around the same time. So Clive Barker was like, fuck that. He added to film himself as he believed Pinhead... Pinhead's personality was... A rocketive of Christopher Lee's Count Dracula or Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Yes. And he says they are both clearly and articulate of what they are doing with a piercing intelligence. Yes. So we talked about this already, but because you were late, you missed this. Yes. Um, Pinhead was not in the forefront of the first movie. It wasn't even called Pinhead in the first movie. No, it was just. He, he was. It just. That was the thing that stuck with the audience who came that he was the embodiment yeah. of the the pain and torture that could be inflicted on people right so um it, actually the name pinhead we talked about this upstairs before we came down 
actually was never from Clive Barker. Clive Barker had three different names for for uh, Pinhead, and none of them were Pinhead. <laughs> the uh, makeup artist on the first movie started calling him Pinhead when they were doing his makeup every time. Yeah, and that's like that just stuck. And thank God it did because, like, I think iconic. Great name. Yeah. yeah, it's iconic. Better like, hey Timmy. Yeah, like I, I feel like so. Hellraiser, Hellraiser is actually like a group of people. Like you can, like some people are a Hellraiser, correct? Well, there is a group in Hellraiser. There's a faction, and they're named the Order of the Gash. So Pinhead and his Cinnabite, yes, Junkie Funkies. Yes, those uh, people. They were the Order of the Gash. Okay. Now, who does, who does, um, who does, who does, who does, who does, who does, there was a god that Hellraiser worships. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yes, that's, that's what I'm like, kind of. Oh, here we go. So, um, he found the lament configuration in British India during the 20s. He lost all memory of his human identity following his transformation. And now he serves the deity Leviathan by abducting those who sold the lament configuration and torturing them in a labyrinth realm known as hell. Yes. And Leviathan, I believe, is... I like the sound of that page is flipping. I like it better when you're not ripping them. <laughs> I didn't rip that one. You like <laughs> I thought it was there. I lied. So, Son of a bitch. Let's start with Elliot Spencer. Oh, Leviathan is the god of flesh, hunger, and desire. And originally is believed to be a fallen angel. Okay. So, dude, this story goes like... It's like goes really, really deep. That's what I was like. Yeah. I think there's something like really, really deep about Hellraiser. I think I remember yeah. this. I thought this would be like... Like, yeah, like okay. I, yeah, I, yeah. I got this shit coming. Yeah, he, he was a soldier. And okay, let's have it. Exactly. Yeah. But no, it... it, it, it because when you have ten movies, you constantly so evolve the backstory of the main characters. And like we mentioned before, when you weren't here because you were late. Well, this is really interesting, actually, because this also ties into my topic, which we'll talk about later. Pinhead was in all ten movies. Yeah. He was the only character in all ten movies. Right. So, That's the same with mine. Uh, Pinhead wasn't always a leather-clad, pasty, white maniac. <laughs> uh, he was actually Elliot Spencer, an Englishman who joined the British military in World War One. Captain Spencer saw action in the Battle of Smone. Smone? Somme. The Somme. Somme. Uh, which was a five-month-long battle with uh, against the uh, was British British and French forces against German in German territory. Yep. Anyway, close to a million soldiers lost their lives during that fight from both sides. So uh, we had talked about this slightly earlier that it seems like Elliot Spencer had some survival guilt because. Um, the gentleman who played Elliot Spencer in the movie, uh, Doug Bradley, um, he did an interview and said that he watched a documentary on his battle of some, so me, so me, so me. Um, and during the interviews, uh, whoever they were interviewing during the documentary, 
um, they said that there there was some people who survived it, and they just felt like like they should have died too. Yeah, and that's how he approached the character. Um, this bloody loss of life bred the man who became Pinhead. Uh, this battle mm-hmm. is so deeply ingrained in the uh, in the character. So that makes now, sense why he searched the world for his hedonistic lifestyle. Right. But this Doug Bradley, apparently there was a, a, a stage play of Hellraiser that written by Clive Barker that Doug Bradley actually played the character in the stage play and then came along when they did the movie. Oh, nice. And um, decided to, to uh, play the pinhead in the movie. And um, so... He was really ingrained in the character by the end of the first movie. He, he had already done two, well, you do multiple productions when it's a, uh, a stage play. Right, like you're doing that like maybe a couple times a night every night. Like you, you could be, you become the part. Um, so, but he st- he studied that documentary. Like the, 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 this is the complete definition of hedonism. Yes. Uh, and this is a reoccurring thing too. Every place that I looked about Captain Spencer, he lost his faith in the human race. Right. Um. And he began to water, wander India to fulfill every carnal desire he could think of. Um. So after he had filled his life full of sex and violence, he discovered the Lament configuration, which, as Johnny Jump Ahead has already told us. That's where the I That's described the, the movie with the, the dirty fingernails yes. pushing the lament uh-huh. and him giving him money. The lament configuration is the actual box. Yes. That's what it's called, the puzzle box. Since you were late. I already knew that. Okay. And in fact, I have the quote from that movie. Rock on, uh, bro. Here. I guess his name, for whatever reason, Mr. Cotton? I think I read this before, didn't you I? You did. You read it before. Should I do it again? No. Mr. Cotton is not Captain Spencer. Mr. Cotton is the guy who's being tortured in the first movie. Okay. But anyways, his desire was to have that black, that box. Yes. Didn't matter what it because was. Because he, he knew what that box represented. If you could solve the puzzle, you, you could get tortured by some pretty cool people. That's pretty rad. Well, I mean, he, he got off on getting tortured. That's so it's their old. I mentioned they didn't die in war, so, so like masochist. Yeah, sadism and masochism. I and mentioned the, the stage version, and in the stage version, he was the pinhead was known as the Dutchman. In uh, Clive Barker, when he wrote it, it was lead Cenobite, Hell Priest, or Cold Man. There was no pinhead. Hell priest. Hell priest is what he chose. What they chose. They went. They did use hell priest. They did say lead Cenobite in in the first movie as well. So they kind of used them interchangeably. Yeah, because uh, Pinhead again was not used until the second or third movie. And then the Pinhead's gang was the Order of the Gash. Did you know that Pinhead had a girlfriend? <laughs> oh my God. No. Um... Really? Isn't it really? There's a love triangle in this whole thing. Not a love triangle. It's, it's, it was a love. Connection. So, the Cenobite name Markova was a demon with a skeletal horse snout attached to her face, along with legs of a horse attached to her lower body. So weird. 
Yeah, freak. That's all I got. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you got way more than I had. Well, I don't think this thing has been laid to rest. No, no, no. It, it goes so much we deeper. Opened the bo- we, we opened the lament configuration. No, you did. I didn't open that shit. Okay. I don't want to get fucking hooked. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't uh, do any research. This is all based on prior knowledge. Like, I try. I, I sat down legit last night, and I was, like, doing all the best I could for, like, two, three hours. And I have five pages of jumbled notes I can't read. <laughs> it, it, it be, and, and I'm saying it's because there's, like, three different backstories all put together. Yeah, there was a playwright. For Christ's sakes. <laughs> I didn't do that. The comic book, each kid of the comic book had a slightly different uh, backstory, and the movies have a slightly different backstory. And the backstory has been tweaked as the movies went along. <clears throat> I just find it really interesting that um, Clive Bar- Barker, but they were like, since Freddie and Michael Myers were the, the thing of the like going on then, they're like, well, we, we kind of want you to do that. He's like, no, like this is more sophisticated than that. Like he's he's not he's it was not Michael like Myers. He just wasn't happy with like just having the movie. I'm gonna like, link. He was like, I want to do more with it. I'm right. gonna link like, with this character... Hollywood sucks because we talked about this with with the the, the uh, production companies and the studios. Like you, you bring a story to the studio, and they say, okay. They want to change it, and then they want to change it to whatever's popular now. Right, and he's like, no, and and he stuck to it, and they had him so convinced it was going to fail. I think that he sold the rights to this movie and all the characters, Mm. and hasn't written another one. He's written other stuff for the series, yeah, but it hasn't been used in any of the movies. He would have been. I mean, I feel like this. This is a cult. Sorry, a cult following. Absolutely, kind of. You know. Maybe not as much as Michael Myers and and I, maybe more than Freddy Krueger. I don't know, but it still has its own right. And but just to sit there and say like, okay, you got this guy. Just make him the same as Michael Myers, and like we'll do the same thing because the same thing is killing. You know, like like you have this. We'll just make the same movie, and we'll know we'll make money off of it. And he's like, fuck you guys. I'm making my own thing. Right. And and he did. And uh, like I said, Pinhead was a background thing in, like, he was there, but he wasn't the main focus of the first movie. And yeah. he became the focus of this this, this franchise. Yeah. yeah. What, I, what, I, what I like is what I read before was that he became, um, uh, like kind of close to in the sense of his creepiness to Count Dracula or Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. yeah. Just like that, that guy in the background. Intelligent. Like, intelligent. Psychopath. And that yeah. was in that was like the beginning probably of maybe Hannibal Lecter. Because didn't that come at that had to come at yeah, that was after that movie. Silence the Lambs was like ninety two or something like that. This was maybe eighty four, eighty seven. Yeah, they might have. He might have started writing it at eighty four, but it wasn't released till eighty seven. I believe the. I don't know. Here's when all the movies were released. 
Yeah. Uh, Silence of the Lambs is 91, so. And the budget for this movie is only a million dollars. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, at the time, it's a lot of money, though. Yeah. So. Um, look, this is one of my favorite franchises, period. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what's that? They always are in Jihad? Where? Oh, down it. Versus Nightbreed. That was uh, comics. Epic comics. Yeah. Those were limited series by Epic Comics. Yeah. And then the Boom comics are right there, too. So all the Epic comics are like 89 to 94. And the Boom comics were 2011 through 15. Anyway. Here's the key so bad. Go ahead. We'll wrap this up without you. Force you. me. So your fault. We'll wrap this up without you. So, John and I took on part of Hellraiser and Pinhead, and Lexi took on a part of Pinhead. I I feel like I added in some good information. I feel like you might have. <laughs> um. So, I had a took, lot of good questions. You did. Uh, we took on Pinhead, and this is our October Halloween series. Um, we have two more to do. We have my topic coming up, and we have Lexi's topic coming up, and we'll let you be surprised as to what they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, new camera. Did you see new camera? New camera. It has a nice mic on it. Yeah, I don't even know if we need the mic, because we're using these anyway. I was... <laughs> Cut sure. that audio out anyway. Um, but it has. we had a hard time getting it started. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't work for me, and then John got it to work and made me feel stupid. So. Okay, okay, that's good. That's always good, you know. Um, Keeping us humble. We, have, we took on Hellraiser and Pinhead. Now, you go take on the world. Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the shit show 2.0. Okay, boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who were obviously mentally ill. You want to be my wife? Oh, this is going to go downhill real quick. 